big myth for me is, oh, you've got it dead easy. You can do what you want when you want, which is not the case. It's a, an easy win for people yeah. to you know, be representing and being reflective of their own values and what's important to them as individuals. I just think this idea that's been floated about for years of, you know, grab your laptop or your mobile phone and work for one hour a day or four hours a week. I just think it's really dangerous. Do the basics of just, you know, be a friend, be somebody who genuinely cares, take five minutes out to then say, you know, is there anything I can help you with? Do you need me to connect you with anybody in my network? Um, You know, that kind of thing of just genuinely ask. Especially, especially when you've had a good experience, don't then keep it to yourself. Help that business owner out. Send them a referral. Send them a recommendation. Have a, um, a structure for asking for reviews and don't be afraid to ask. Who wants to be an entrepreneur? This isn't a quiz show. This is reality. A real-life discovery of what it really takes to be an entrepreneur. Welcome to a new season of podcast episodes of personal and business coaching topics and techniques around the three pillars of HEW, health, excellence, and wealth. HEW is introducing guests to the Who Wants to Be an Entrepreneur show based on their own personal experiences, a full real-life account of trials and tribulations of what it takes. Hello and welcome to episode 103 of the Who Wants to Be an Entrepreneur podcast. You've got a crazy duo today with myself, Helen Williams, and my partner in crime, Lauren Brady. The two of us are coming um, to deliver on this week's podcast episode on something that we are extremely passionate about. We will say, we will try not to rant, but we are going to deliver it very, very passionately and pass it off as a passionate rant. Um, Because as I said, it is something that we believe wholly in. It's something that we come across all the time in discussion with other entrepreneurs, business owners, clients of ours, had personal experience ourselves. And we've just recently run a campaign about it over our social media channels. So this week's episode is all about supporting small businesses and the importance of that and how you can get involved. So welcome, Lauren. Good to see you. Hello. I know know our listeners can't obviously uh, see us, but we are together (laughs) on screen uh, recording this right now. So I'm actually looking at the lovely Lauren. So just to to kick this off, Lauren, Let's start off with a couple of myths around the subject of small business and the perception around small business owners and business itself. Delighted to. So I think the big thing for for me personally, and I know me and you agree on so much of this, Helen, is that when you decide to start a business, run a business, build, scale a business, it can be a lonely period. You can feel like the only person out there and, you know, in the middle of the the thicker things on your own. Um, but, you know, the great thing now, you know, in 2021, being an entrepreneur, being a business owner um, is more popular, more talked about and more recognized than ever. But that doesn't dispel the fact that you are the person charging forward, leading the way. And I think some of the things that we have both encountered, I, I can think back to my early part of my career, first time I started business, I was 20, 21 delighted that I had a huge support network around me of friends and family uh, and of mentors and investors in my business but it was still a point where you realize the book stops with you Mm. so it takes a certain type of person 
to go down this line. Uh, and it's where people sometimes describe entrepreneurs as, you know, a little bit nuts. They've got to have something kind of a little tick about them. Uh, and I, you know, I'd certainly see that in lots of people. One of the big myths for me is that people perceive from the outside who've never had any experience is that they think, oh God, you've got it easy. You know, you're so lucky. And those are kind of words that get thrown in. And uh, it can't just be me and you, Helen. As I'm sure there's entrepreneurs listening to this who they bristle when they hear people say that, oh, it's okay for you. You don't have, you know, someone breathing down your neck every day as in a boss or a line manager. Um, it's okay for you, you know, if you want to put something else in your diary and take half a day to go to this or to, you know, maybe see your child in a school play, you've got that freedom of choice. And in some respects, that is the case. But where I would dispel that myth, and I think it's absolutely the other way, is that the people who you have theoretically breathing down your neck, your customers are your clients. You know, you work for your customer base. That's that's the difference. You may not have a boss, but you have clients. You have maybe a bank manager. You have an investor. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have a business partner. So this idea that you have it easy because you're not accountable um, is absolute tosh. It's actually the other way. There's so much more accountability. And again, it's just this idea that, you know, oh, you've got it easy, which I think anyone is not to talk about it being so hard that we've got battle scars for years and years and being a martyr to the cause. And it has to be really bloody hard and difficult every minute of every day. We spoke about this yesterday, Helen, where we've got people who being stressed, being tired, being on the edge of burnout, being on the edge of a mental or physical or emotional breakdown is like a badge of honor. We do not succumb to that line of thinking either. But yeah, a big myth for me is, oh, you've got it dead easy. You can do what you want when you want, which is not the case. Yeah, you're so right on that one. Another stakeholder in that mix that I'm just going to add into it is your own conscience as a business owner for keeping yourself accountable and managing your own expectations. Um, And on, on, on the back of that, I just want to go into the financial myths around it. Um, that we have discussed at length and we have this um, about managing the expectations from an internal and an external perspective here is um, you know the fact of you're going to be absolutely skint and broke forever because you've got no money because everything's gone into the the business or you're going to be an instant overnight success and a millionaire and you know you've got a business so you must be you, you know you must be loaded you must be you know doing really well for yourself and all of that and it's kind of two extremes of the scale, isn't it? For, yeah, for yeah, yeah. Financial, financial understanding, and there's a mixture of there's a mixture of both, and both can come into contention really in terms of you know what they are because you know business owners are skint for a little while, and you know we do have to plow money into our businesses and pay for resource and you know pay for upskilling and investment and expansion and you know, all of the infrastructure that's needed for a business. And um, it's not just kind of, you know, what, what is perceived as like the easy laptop lifestyle is all you need is a bikini and a, and a MacBook and off your trot. Mm. Um, you know, it's, it, there's a lot of, there's a lot of investment behind it. And then, you know, things can go well as well. You know, things can work out and things do work out and people do become really successful and financially secure and stable and, and fulfilled. 
but it's it's just that like we said you know that perception of it and I got this when I came out of uh, my corporate job and we started uh, in the property business which is still running we still you know we still add to that portfolio um, and very proactive in in that in that sector but I know a few of my friends and like associates and, and what have you we're always like, oh God, you, you, you know, you must be loaded, you know, buying all of those houses and, you know, doing all your renovations and things like that. And it's like, hang on a minute, like, where, what's the difference here between me being in a full-time job with a salary and commission to me then taking responsibility and, and you know, ownership over where we're investing our money and leveraging money and things like that. And it's just a different mindset. It's just yeah. a different approach. But the perceptions around it is huge and so many myths around this topic, it's untrue. I think it's this feast or famine. You either have to be one end or the other. And again, there's something that, oh God, I mean, triggers me like mad because I I, I think you mentioned the word conscience before as an entrepreneur. And I do think when you see people who have longevity in business, and people who have a long track record, not even successful in a financial sense, but they keep going, they keep persevering. They operate with a conscience and they treat people um, with respect and integrity. And they don't, um, you know, they're just, you know, they're not Del Boy, shall we say. But it's not about feast or famine. It can be a case of I'm doing well. Yeah. I'm doing a little bit better. I'm doing much better. Oh, crikey, there was a bad quarter. There was a bad year. Doing well again, you know, so that's the real life. Final one, you you touched on it a bit there, Helen. (laughs) And I think this is a generational thing. Uh, The big myth is laptop lifestyle. Um, You know, I am a huge Tim Ferriss fan, massive. I speak about him, you know, whenever I'm having those conversations about podcasts, probably one of the first podcasts I got into a few years back. Um, He's not for everyone, but he wrote a very famous book, The 4-Hour Workweek. And I've seen people then rip Tim Ferriss to shreds. They're like, yeah, but does he work four hours a week? I'm like, you're missing the point, lads. It's the idea of understanding the methodology that if you choose to work a four-hour week, this is what it takes to build it. This is how the systems need to be set in place to maintain it, et cetera, et cetera. It's allow you to run a business in a, in a mode and in a methodology that that brings you success, happiness, wealth, all those things that, you know, whatever floats your boat. But because of that, and then because of things like, you know, online trading um, the Bitcoin <laughs> uh, lean towards uh, that anyone can make an online course and sell it and make, you know, hundreds of thousands of pounds. And like you say, pack your bikini, pack your MacBook off to Bali that you go. Yeah. Now, this might sound like I'm being a bit dismissive or rude even and that's not what I intend but I I do want to like be honest with people like when you look at people who've had the success overnight or they're literally working one or two hours a day you know and you see see those adverts pop up work from your mobile phone even if it's the very simple entry level uh, multi-level marketing there's hours and hours that go in there there's thought that goes into it there's planning there's strategy then there's the execution then there's a follow-up then there's the work then there's a putting your you know your comfort zones to one side and pushing through the barriers and continuing that and creating a system and a process I just think this idea that's been floated about for years of you know grab your laptop or your mobile phone and work for one hour a day or four hours a week I just think it's really dangerous I think it's one of the things that sets some people up like when they start a business and you know we've had this Helen with how many how many numerous clients and like when you're resetting expectations of hey listen it doesn't have to be uphill awful struggle every minute of every day but 
when we've gone through your diary, you're working on your business for one to two hours a day and wondering why you're turning over very little. So this laptop lifestyle has given people an idea. This image of laptop lifestyle has given people the idea that get rich quick, you know, instant gratification, little effort, loads of rewards, which I just think is unfair because you're setting people up for failure, disappointment, and they are not going to get very far unless they are a huge stroke of luck and minority. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we've mentioned this several times before because it's been the reality is we're often classed as then uh, the last resort because that's <laughs> been thrashed out and then business owners are left licking their wounds thinking, why has this not happened for me? You yeah, know, yeah. Re- yeah, they're really there. exhausted by it all. Yeah, and then it's a case of, well, I'm not where I've been promised that I'll be or where I expected to be. So we have to then, you know, roll all that back in and deliver the reality of, it's not that it's not possible, but it might take you two years, three years, five years, 10 years, 15 years, even more, like to get to that position. And, and it's that that we need to understand, I think. And it is, this is, you know, dispelling of these myths is about understanding. Because when we have understanding, either as a business owner or as somebody that is um, supporting small business from the outside looking in, if we have understanding, we, um, you know, we can be more empathetic, we can be more supportive, we can, you know, not make those um, knee-jerk reaction, judgmental uh, perceptions around things. And so, yeah, this is about dispelling them, setting expectations and and, and gaining understanding from all, all levels. So how can, how, oh, next next one, it's not how, is why. Why is it important? To support people in business or to support small business in general. So I think this one's had a really good platform and uh, uptake in communications about it, especially during the pandemic. There's been lots of awful stuff happening in the last 12 months, which we don't need to harp on about. I think everybody knows where they are and has been touched by them. But there has been real positives over the last 12 months too. And one of them is this real focus on you know support the business on your high street support the business in your village support the friend or family member who's trying to do something you know online or maybe as a side hustle to supplement their income um Mm. and I think the thing of why to support small business I've got a bit of a different tangent on this and I know me and you talked about it on a live there last week that (laughs) Instagram then instantly deleted from the atmosphere but it's it's I don't want to sound too political here but it's one of the things that I feel strongly about because I'm not anti-big corporate. I'm not anti any large organization doing well. Amazon, Nike, Deliveroo, they were all startups at one point. I love the stories. You know, I'm a big fan of the Shoe Dog book, um, Phil Knight. Um, You know, when I look at, you know, those original stories of Amazon and how he started in his garage and his wife and all those things, I'm like, fair dues. I think it's amazing. But what I sometimes think we all overlook and I include myself in this so I'm not stood on a soapbox thinking oh I've got this figured out for ages I've not it's just kind of formed in my mind clearly now is that if we want to have a society an economy uh, an environment a future where there's equal opportunity for whether you are whatever your gender is whatever your race is whatever your religion is everything that you know we've got an even foot in and we can if we only put our time, our money, 
our focus and our support around big brands, where do we ever give the chance for somebody to become the next Amazon, to become the next Nike, to become the next Deliveroo? So I look at it and think, I'm, I love when I see entrepreneurial stories of people who've gone, do you know what? My back was up against the wall. Potentially I've lost my job. I had children to feed. I was a single parent. You know, I was in my 50s, 60s, 70s. And I was just like, screw this, I'm going in. That shit fires me up all day, every day. Again, not because I hate anyone in a corporate sense doing well, but I love the underdog story. It's just, I think most of us do. I think it's part of who we are. So when I look at why support small business, if you want to support the fact that anyone can have an opportunity to get up and start anywhere. We've got to take responsibility ourselves and go, where am I putting my money? Where am I putting my time and focus on social media? Whose posts am I sharing? Who am I giving the like or the comment or the save function to? So it's throwing their algorithm up. Whose brands am I recommending? When it when I look at my presents that I buy for family and friends, birthdays and Christmas, am I actually supporting small business? So for me, that's that's one of the big things that made me really think differently over the last few years is I'm like, you know what? I want to buy products from my family member who's um, you know, who's got her own online beauty business. I wanna pick things and put the money where I where I want it to be in the future. Yeah. Uh, uh, fair point that, you know, um, because it, it is a, it is all about conscious decision making yeah. and conscious choices. It's the same as um, an example that I will always say about is I won't go into town and go to Costa or Starbucks or Pret or any other of the the chains or whatever for my coffee or a bagel or anything. It will be to the local coffee house who, you know, you know, personally, you chat to, you know, the family story, you know, where their investment came from, you know, what the vision is and all of that. And that's what I love and support personally. And, you know, it's exactly on that same realm, you know, and that is a conscious decision to make. And I just think it's very, very representative of you as a person and your values, what's important to you. And then, and then one step further than that then is, you know, you know, when you said about, you know, who are you following, who are you liking, who are you purchasing from is it's important for, for you, for as an individual, as a business owner, you know, if, you, if you're hanging out online, is to represent yourself how you want to be seen and perceived. And you can easily do this by your association of who you're, you know, supporting, who you're hanging out with, who you're sharing with, like you've said. Um, and I just think that's a, it's a, an easy win for people yeah. to, you know, be representing and being reflective of their own values and what's important to them as individuals. And, you know, I just, yeah, I mean, I always think that in terms of, you know, what are your choices of where are you buying from? What are you shouting about and who else can you support? Um, because the underdog story, you know, everybody, you know, everybody wants a reputable brand as well. And, you know, there's, there's buying decisions that will come into it. Um, and, and, you know, buying factors for everything. And, you know, you can go to like, you know, your, your huge corporate organizations because of that reputation, because of, you know, it could be price point or something that's more competitive. You know, it's not a, it's not a set rule of thumb for absolutely everything, but where you have the decision, where you have the power, 
Um, it comes down to, to that choice, I think. And, you know, always remember that you have that choice and that responsibility. Um, but yeah, what I want to say about the, the underdog story is we had a chat, you've mentioned Deliveroo there. We had a chat about uh, Deliveroo the other day. Um, and then I heard it on the radio, not 24 hours after, of Deliveroo securing £140 million worth of investment, right? Taking them into a £6, £7 billion worth company. Um, these started as a startup in London. Exactly the same principle of backing a small business, supporting a small business. You know, they would have been asking friends and family for support. They would have been, um, you know, dependent on other people, understanding them, backing them, investing in them, giving them the energy, giving them them support. You know, they would have been dependent on all of that. And now look at the ripple effect. Yeah. And it's just, it's just, it's amazing. Amazing. So also what I want to say on that is, you know, you've gone down the, 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 the real ethical route and, the, you know, the integrity and the values, which I 100% back and support. Why is it important? I just think why, why you know, the why around it is why would you not want yeah. to support? Why would you not? It's kind of like, again, it's representative of, you know, who are you as a person? Do you want to just do you want to be represented and be perceived by the person that's going for the popularity train and, you know, following all the, the, you know, the popular brands that make you look good and feel good and all of that? Or are you the person that's going to be backing, like you said, the underdog, the, your friends, your family, your your network in that respect? I just think, why, why would you not? That's my question. It's kind of like, it's kind of to, to anybody around, anybody who is in business, why would you not want to support them? I just, I just don't understand it. So this one is another one for me that I'm like, oh, this is so interesting because I, right. So let's say you listen to this and you're maybe not currently running a business, but you have friends or family um, who do. And sometimes the why should you support them? You might just overlook that they need it. You might just genuinely not realise they're like, you know, but they seem to be, you know, they seem to be flying. They're doing great. I see their stuff online. When I ask them in, you know, passing, how are you? They say, yeah, great. So you might not know the difference that it would make to support them. The thing that you mentioned there, Helen, which, oh, my God, this stuff blows my mind, is the psychology behind why we support certain brands and businesses. Just stay on the online conversation. Why we post the stuff that we do on our own social media is hugely linked because it backs up our identity or the identity that we're aiming to be. So why do some people only post funny shit on their social media? Because, you know, they want to show they're a lighthearted person. They're not taking themselves or life too seriously. They've got a great sense of humor. So the things that they post are, you know, on that line. You might have other people who are constantly, you know, sharing things around um, political causes or environmental causes. And that's very important to their identity. You know, again, me and you, Helen, you know, (laughs) we share a lot about our own businesses. Um, We share a lot about mindset and mentality. We share a lot personally around health and well-being. That's not because we have, you know, someone behind us going, this is what you should post. It's because that's who we are. That's what we identify with. And that's what we're happy for people to perceive about us. So when you think about this, why support your friend or family member or any small business, understand that you are, you're putting your support behind them and their identity. And yeah, you're saying you're, you're putting yourself in their corner but I think a big thing, Helen, is people don't really know sometimes or they don't they're not made aware that 
your friend and family member, the startup business in your village or in your community, they really bloody would appreciate your support. So it, it, it turns us on nicely to how, right? So the final sort of section here is now <laughs> the obvious one is put your money there. But there's loads of things that every person can do completely for free that support small business. So if you've listened to me and Helen and you've heard us dispel the, the myths, you've listened to us talk about the why, and you're like, you know what, that actually makes some sense, girls. All right, how can I do it? Because maybe it's not within your budget. Maybe it's a, they're, they're running a business that you, you, know, you don't need that service or you don't need that product that they're selling. How else can you support small businesses, friends, family members, your community? Can I just say on here as well, on the how part, yeah. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> um, it's just to point out that this is, this. obviously a lot of our listeners are already existing businesses and entrepreneurs and considering getting into that realm, right? Yeah. So this, this how part specifically is speaking at how you as a business owner can go out and ask and request support and what you need to consider for you know, gaining your corner, gaining that support network, and also for those um, that have got business owners around them, or um, you know, friends, family, you know, on how they can then get involved. So yeah. it's kind of it's kind of twofold. Um, but you know, as a business owner ourselves, you know, we always back other business owners in in the same or in a, a startup position or anything like that. Because we understand the, the you know the difficulties and the requirements behind it, yeah. um, it's like shoulder to shoulder, you know, strength in numbers, the power behind all of that. So yeah, sorry. Do you know what it's ringing a bell with for me at the moment? Obviously, um, I say obviously, people might not know. I've not been on the podcast as much the last couple of weeks, um, but I'm expecting our first child. I say that like it's mine and yours, Helen. <laughs> mine and my husband. <laughs> Uh, first child so obviously I'm surrounded by a lot of conversations uh, about parenthood motherhood um, and it apparently um, and I, you know we all know this but it's when um, say you've got another mum in like um, you know a shop a supermarket a restaurant and they see another mum having a kid with a tantrum and kicking off and you know or you know they're just knackered and at the end of the tether and you know one mum looks at another mum or a dad looks at a dad <laughs> look at each other and you give each other a nod and you're like you got this. Yeah. 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 Got it. It's a bit like that with business owners. And it's, we just want to be careful that we don't ever position or posture that we're trying to be like, we just always support small business because we're martyrs. It's because you get it. Yeah. If you've ever looked at another mum across a playground or another dad and watched their kid have a meltdown and you're looking at them thinking, oh, I'm so glad other people's kids do that because mine's a right wee shit when it does it. Business owners have that same thing because our, our, our businesses are very much like our babies and our children. And you well, look at the relatability, go, isn't it? It's relatability. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Okay. What do you want? Do you want to crack in then, Helen? What do you think people can do? How how can they get behind these people, well, these businesses? There's there's so many ways. Um, we've spoke about you know you just mentioned on the on the last um section there about you know people might not understand or or think that you know you're getting on okay ask the question you know do the basics of just you know be a friend yeah. be somebody who genuinely cares take five minutes out to then say you know is there anything I can help you with do you need me to connect you with anybody in my network yeah. um you know that kind of thing of just genuinely ask yeah. is everything going all right you know if it's just a case of um Oh, hi, how are you? How's things? And an automatic response is, yeah, yeah, good, yeah, I'm busy. But actually ask again, like, 
are you really like, you know, you think this looks good or show interest, just show genuine interest that, you know, if you've seen something that you've done and because I say this to a lot of my friends, I don't mind saying it, you know, they, and they won't ask me a lot of the time because they say, oh, well, I see you all the time on social media. It's like, okay, well, social media is one thing and, you know, we are extremely transparent on social media. You know, we, we don't show up as anything any different, but asking me personally as a friend would be an, a, an absolute whole new level of dimension of care and support for me. And I, I don't mind. I've said it. I've said it many, many times, you know. It is just taking that time out to ask and show that you genuinely care. Yeah. Um, yeah. The next one for me is um, you can you can recommend people's businesses. You can act as a referral tool. So this is absolutely huge. Again, no one needs us to go into a bloody psychology or sociology lesson of when we recommend something to somebody as a friend a family member it's a much more trusted recommendation you know god we all read the reviews and everything we buy online is it four star five star on amazon on which or whatever it may be i think people underestimate that they need that they will just assume someone else knows that your business does that fixes that problem. So mm-hmm. I'll give you an example. My family business um, that I'm heavily involved in, my father's been in financial services for 20, 25 years. And it's an amazing industry. But my God, has financial services changed in his time? Um, you know, he does mortgages, insurance, wills, um, inheritance planning, all of this stuff. Um, and we have people who go, oh, I didn't know that's what your family business was I didn't know that's what you did and then you can look at it and go do you know what maybe I've just not told them maybe I've never you know mentioned that but this idea that you know I we got phone calls last night my dad's living with us at the moment while he's um (laughs) we're in pandemic lockdown mode with my father which is is, which is which is brilliant they um you know it was a neighbor who used to live on the same street as us as we were growing up so we haven't lived on that street for over a decade that family moved off the street another five years before we did so we haven't lived on the same street for 15 years um and his nephew in London is buying a property and he recommended our family business so last night we were doing you know an online consultation and um, you know with this you know um person buying the first property 29 30 years of age um, and it was a recommendation or referral from someone who lived on the same street as us 15 years ago and we were you know lovely neighbors but we weren't you know we didn't live in each other's pockets so this idea that they thought oh that's that's a product I know someone in a business who can do that this is the thing that I think people overlook all the time whether it be a product that's at a 15 pound price point a hundred pound price point a couple of thousand pound whether it's a service whether it's something that you you know I bet everybody knows you know a friend or a family member who's in a trade an electrician a plumber a plasterer a painter or decorator they've had someone around to their house who's um you know maybe done their windows maybe it's their cleaner maybe it's the product that they've ordered online and then they just keep it to themselves so I think it's 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 overlooked and I think people need to get a grip on that is that when especially especially when you've had a good experience, don't then keep it to yourself. Help that business owner out. Send them a referral. Send them a recommendation. Me and Helen actually met each other because we have a mutual friend. Um, and I was I was looking and I was um, I was meeting with other business coaches and personal development coaches. Uh, and I mentioned to my friend that I was looking at it. And she went, oh, my friend does that who lives in London. Um, let me send you her number. First of all, let me just check. She, I'm, I'm recommending something in the right field. She rang Helen. 
then she said I'm going to send you the number then I rang Helen we had a consultation I went to London to meet her boom three years later we're business partners but that was a recommendation from Helen's friend that connected the two of us yeah and it's the power of the word of mouth and it might not be something that's instantaneous um but it is obviously then you know putting it out there um back to the back to my local and favorite coffee shop um, <laughs> like I, oh, I, we love them. I, I, hope listen, I hope when they listen to this they know they know they know they know it's them <laughs> absolutely know who it's them I was in there the other day collecting my order and I have recommended a book I've recommended uh my accountant and I've recommended my uh dentist all in one stop of word of mouth, let's have a chat and what can you help me with? Who can you recommend? Um, so yeah, it's so valuable. Reviews, you touched upon that. I just wanna, I just wanna um, go in there a little bit um, in more detail on the reviews. Um, so have, as a business owner, this is specifically at business owners, have a, um, a structure for asking for reviews and don't be afraid to ask. So yeah. for any of your clients, your customers, anybody who you've been dealing with, even if it's just on a, on a personal um, sort of integrity level of, you know, um, a personality sort of cross-reference or anything like that, get a review so that you can put it out there and that people have got something to actually then refer to when they're doing their due diligence and they're doing their research. Because even through a word of mouth recommendation, what is somebody going to do? They're going to go onto your website. They're going to Google you. They're going to go check your uh, social media out. Have reviews wherever you can possible. So have a little structure in place that once you've done with dealing with somebody or you know, you've completed um, a product um, sale or a service whatever business sector you're in, have a structure that you send to them. Can you please write me a review and make it as easy as possible with what you want, what you, you know, what you want them to say, obviously don't put words into their mouth, but <laughs> you know, in terms of, you know, what you want them to uh, sort of say. Yeah. Um, and have, um, make it as easy as possible. So it's just a couple of minutes out of their time and you're directing them into the right place. Um, you know, Facebook, uh, you can leave reviews on Google set yourself up as a business on Google and get Google reviews. Uh, podcasts, we always say at the end of our podcast, and we're not ashamed to do that. Please, if you've listened to this, can you leave us a review? Can you um, go onto your iTunes or your download platform and leave us a five-star review and a personalized uh, review of what you've taken from the content? It is, it is not hard, but you've got to ask. Don't assume that people are just going to do it out of the goodness of the hearts. You know, we're all busy. We're doing different things. We get distracted. Even when we have had a great experience, yeah. and, you know, a great fulfillment out of something, we don't always do it. Again, yes, if, you know, we're going to be, you know, great human beings, we should take responsibility for doing it every single time. But we don't always but as a business owner, don't be afraid to ask and just say, please, please. And if you've not heard from them, follow it up. You know, don't take it as a, as a gospel yeah. that they're just ignoring you. They're not. They're just, they're busy. just busy. Ask them again. So that that is absolutely yeah. vital and a great tool in your toolkit. Yeah. Final and big one. How you can support your small businesses, um, friends, family members, people in your community is the big old social media train. Yeah. So this one, we honestly, we could go on and on <laughs> ourselves Helen we've got like two minutes to do this so 
it's not about just going, oh, I liked the page once. Oh, yeah, I follow you. It's about interacting with what they're doing. Again, links into some of the other points in terms of, you know, actually, you know, showing an interest, asking them how it is. We sometimes have, I mean, Helen, we love it. We really love it. If any of our friends are listening, please don't stop doing this. But we'll get the odd, um, you know, text and WhatsApp. Oh, I love that post, girls. Oh, that was really cool. And we're like, please, could you write that in the comment section? <laughs> please, could you actually share that, you know, far and wide and tag some people in it and all those things. So listen, it's, um, this. we, we don't mean this to sound passive aggressive ranty, but when you are wanting to show your support, but for example, you know, I don't need to hire a business coach right now, girls, um, but how can I support you? You can recommend us, you can write a review and the easiest thing, because you're bloody there anyway, you're scrolling anyway, you're spending hours hours on your phone anyway hit the like button hit the share button hit the save button write a comment the comment can be a thumbs up the comment can be a love heart the comment can be tagging something else and we we touched on it a little bit about why people share certain things on social media and like I say it's a really simple way that people do it without consciously realizing is we share stuff because it makes us look good We share stuff because it backs up a certain part of our identity that we want to promote out there. If you want to be a good friend or family member or partner or whatever your role is, back that part of your identity up by sharing their social media posts, their offers, their availability. Again, lockdown is a little bit different, but, you know, uh, one of my very best friends, um, she's one of the most important people in my life, runs a... um, a mobile beauty business um, she doesn't live on my doorstep but every time she posts her availability I share it every time she posts a new product I share it first of all I believe in what she does she's absolutely brilliant at it the products and everything that she promotes are absolutely superb yeah. but um, everyone knows she's the most important person in my friendship life so of course I'm going to back up my identity of that with sharing her social media posts I think sometimes people just don't go to that point of thinking so you're there anyway you're pissing about liking cat and dog videos and you're putting your support behind that really but you know it's when people say (laughs) you know you're liking Kanye and Kim but you're not liking the posts that I'm doing trying to get my business off the ground so if you're there put your support behind them it's free it costs you nothing and you're there and again what I just want to say on that as well right is you know for the and uh, you know I know we're wrapping things up for this um, in a second, but you know when you're supporting small business, you're not just supporting that small business. You through that ripple effect, right? You could actually then be opening the door for putting um, somebody else in touch that could make a massive difference in their life. You don't know where that ripple effect is going to. So, you know, whatever, you know, whatever product or service is, it can be that difference for somebody else. And if you're then not sharing and liking and helping on that, you know, that positivity snowball effect, you're then stopping somebody else from actually having that relationship, that exposure and that association. Yeah. And it's funny because you, you said about, you know, the referral through, through, you and I, I had a message last night personally, which I'm very, very thankful of, saying how proud of both of us she is for, you know, what we're building because it, it was a it was a memory on our socials for when we first started the ball rolling for, for getting the partnership up and running. And, it, you know, it's, it, it's things like that. If, if she'd have kept that to herself, she would have stopped this opportunity. 
yeah. and we've been able to have the ripple effect for helping other business owners change their lives change their perspective their families and everything else so it's kind of like don't keep things to yourself ladies and gents if it's not direct for you think of that ripple effect of where it can go and where it can make that impact couldn't have ended it on a better one thank you very much for giving us your ears and your time uh your focus and attention we never ever take it for granted and we uh we hope there's just been some nuggets in there that make you go oh hadn't thought of it like that girl so as always um if you've enjoyed the episode <laughs> please do <laughs> Take a screenshot, share it to your stories, share it to any of your LinkedIn pages, any social media, tag um, HEW as a brand. Uh, if you want to tag our personal pages, then we're always open to that too. Um, reviews, all of the above that we've just talked about. But uh, we are making some changes in podcast land over the next coming weeks. Um, we, we're not going to tell you too much now, uh, but it's all for the good. We're not disappearing. We're not ending the podcast, but we are making... Uh, it's time for an oil change. It's time for an MOT. It's time for a service upgrade. Uh, so, yeah, stay tuned. We'll tell you more about that. Um, if you are new to the podcast, this is episode 104. You have hours of us <laughs> to go back and listen to uh, and enjoy and binge so thank you very much from both myself and Helen uh, we appreciate it have a great day uh, wherever you are and if you have any questions our direct messages on all of our socials and emails website are open and um, at this tricky time in the world and in our country if you need support we're here for all small businesses clients past present and future so uh, please do get in touch and we we'll look forward to seeing you back next week for who wants to be an entrepreneur episode 104 over and out thanks so much guys thank you for listening to the hew podcast for continued support please subscribe using itunes stitcher spotify google play or soundcloud And if you've enjoyed the episode, please leave a five-star review on your download platform. Tune in for more value and more content the same time next week.